This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. A program for and about America's 78 million baby boomers. Here's your host, Freddie Bell. Hi, everyone. This is New Beginnings. I am Freddie Bell. Glad you're with us today. And coming up on the show, many of our favorite partners, including Label Sternbach and friends from AARP Minnesota. All this plus the words to the wise on New Beginnings. And our program is underway right now. Walter James joins us this morning. He is a planner in the Minnesota Department of Health's Division of Emergency Preparedness and Response. He's got over 17 years of experience in emergency response, including epidemics, natural disasters, and armed conflict settings. And he's been working on COVID-19, the pandemic, since day one in a number of different roles. And right now he's serving as a program coordinator in the COVID-19 Therapeutics Program at the Minnesota Department of Health, managing the Telehealth Test-to-Treat Program. He's from Richfield and... There seems to be the notion, uh, Walter James, that COVID is gone from the face of the earth. Is that true? Um, no, it's not true, Freddie. So COVID-19 is still here with us, and, and we at the Department of Health, we're seeing hospitalizations go up uh, as we get further into the respiratory virus season, as, you know, things get cold and we head indoors. So it's definitely still causing uh, significant illness for, for certain members of our population. There are some people who are taking these at-home remedies and uh, quinine or whatever it's called. But it, what is the best treatment right now for COVID-19, Walter? Well, so your best defense against COVID-19 remains making sure that you're up to date with your COVID-19 vaccines. That includes the updated 2023 and 2024 vaccines. So, um, yeah, vaccine still remains the, the best line of a defense. But um, if you... For folks with certain risk factors, uh, getting COVID can still pose a problem, even even if you are vaccinated. So it's important to know that if you are at risk for developing more severe illness from COVID-19, um, there are treatments available, and um, you know you can definitely benefit from being treated. Walter James joins us from the Minnesota Department of Health. Early on in the pandemic, there was a lot of discussion about people really being at risk if they were in a communal setting. I'm thinking offices. I'm thinking uh, nursing homes. Is that still the case, sir? Yep. And and again, if you're if you're feeling sick or or, or you know you, you've got like a sore throat or a stuffy nose, et cetera, um, you know it is important to do to, to the social distancing, uh, the masking up, so we're not we're not uh, spreading the disease to uh, whether it's COVID or or other respiratory illnesses. You know, making sure that we're protecting ourselves and others in our our community and yeah and and especially in like long-term care settings like a you know nursing home or a skilled nursing facility you know that there's still definitely a lot of risks out there for for spreading uh covid to to other people you're yes you're managing the uh telehealth test to treat program that seems like that is a a really big breakthrough and now that uh, many people are having to pay for their covid19 testing to see if they have the virus. Tell us about the program and how best to take advantage of it. Oh, yeah. So um, since last December, the Minnesota Department of Health, we here at MDH, the Minnesota Department of Health, in partnership with uh, Q Health, that's C-U-E, Q Health, like a pool Q, uh, we launched a telehealth test to treat service. So this means that 
without leaving your home, you can speak to a provider, a health, a licensed healthcare provider, very quickly. Uh, if you have symptoms of COVID-19 and have either tested positive for COVID-19, or if you know, if you just know that you've been exposed to it and now you're starting to get that, that sore throat, that cough, that stuffy nose. Um, and this is especially for folks who have certain risk factors, especially if, um, folks that are of older age, so our elders who may be over the age of 50, um, even up to the age of 65. Uh, and past that, uh, even if you don't have any other health problems, uh, definitely getting in that, that uh, over 50 range can represent uh, a lot of risk uh, for, for developing severe illness from COVID. We're also talking about folks with chronic health conditions like heart disease, lung disease, kidney problems, cancer, diabetes, and then anyone with an immune system, uh, with a suppressed immune system. Perhaps you're on cancer treatments like chemotherapy. Uh, you may be on other types of medications like steroids or treatment for autoimmune diseases. Uh, these are the folks that we really want to be using the service, but it is available to anybody. Um, this service is available on telephone, uh, smartphone app, or computer web browser. So uh, either whatever works for you, uh, that's what we want you to use. Once you begin the process, you'll answer some questions. You know, you call in or use your smartphone app or uh, dial it up on your on your computer. Um, you'll answer some questions and then get connected with a healthcare provider. Um, they'll ask you some questions about your health history, any other medications you might be on, and then determine whether a COVID-19 medication is, is the right thing for you. So do these medications cure COVID? These medications, what they do is they, they, they help with the symptoms of COVID. So they will shorten the duration of the illness. You know, they kind of, what, you know, they, they take that viral load, the, the virus, the COVID-19 virus, and, and decrease it. So uh, your symptoms are shortened. You have a less uh, chance of spreading it to others and therefore also uh, decrease the chances of you ending up in the hospital with a, uh, a case of severe COVID. So they reduce the risk of severe illness, essentially. Walter James, I can't thank you enough for sharing with us this morning from the Minnesota Department of Health. Do you have a final thought for us this morning? Hey, you know, COVID is still here. We really want to protect everybody uh, in our communities. So, you know, if you know somebody who has these risk factors, uh, make sure to share this information with them. You know, make sure that, that they know that help is out there. Um, in addition to getting vaccinated, we have these, you know, these medications that, that are, are there to help you prevent uh, landing in the hospital. And I just want to thank everybody out there, all the listeners to KMOJ, and thank you, KMOJ, for, for giving us the opportunity to, to share this information and bring unity to the community certainly our pleasure you got the slogan and everything thank you so much sir he is with the minnesota department of health in the COVID 19 therapeutics program at mdh managing the telehealth test to treat program thanks walter thank you have a good day Thank you for being with us on New Beginnings and news now from the lighter side of my desk. There's a new study that found that men are better navigators than women, unless, of course, they're looking for their socks. It's wacky, but it's true. In the Philippines, a man broke into a house and began stealing everything he could get his hands on, including a laptop, several pairs of headphones, and a small television. He loaded everything into a large duffel bag he brought with him. He was making so much noise that the homeowner woke up and spotted him. He shouted, at the thief who tripped and fell down some stairs. The homeowner called the cops who showed up to find the burglar immobilized at the bottom of the staircase with several broken bones. Can you guess what's unique about the word spoon feed? It's the longest word whose letters are arranged in reverse alphabetical order. 
Check it out. You probably experienced Black Friday and it kicked off the holiday buying rush and there's a very strong chance that your partner probably bought something that you didn't know about. A study found that nearly one in three Americans say they planned on buying something and not telling their partner about it. And a study has found that women sleep better next to dogs than their human partners. Of the 962 women interviewed, 55% of them shared the bed with at least one dog and 31% of them shared the bed with at least one cat. The study found 57% of the women shared the bed with a human partner. Dogs were less likely to wake their owners in the middle of the night than cats and humans. The study also found that both cats and humans were equally disruptive to women sleep and provided them with fewer feelings of comfort and security than dogs. Dog owners also reported early sleep and wake times in cat owners than participants without pets. And researchers from the Mayo Clinic in Arizona conducted a study of 40 healthy adults, both male and female, and found that people who slept with a dog in the bedroom got more rest than people who did not. Although the Mayo study found sleeping a dog with the bed, as opposed to other places in the bedroom, could disrupt the sleep cycle. On the lighter side of the desk this weekend on New Beginnings. This is a news-oriented broadcast, and all information is educational in nature is not intended to be legal, securities, tax, or insurance advice. Please consult with the appropriate professional before acting on information heard during the broadcast. You're listening to New Beginnings, New Beginnings with Freddie Bell. Hi, everyone. I'm Freddie Bell, and now it's time to talk finance with Label Sternbach. He's Amazon's best-selling author of Living with Financial Anxiety and also the author of the book Authenticity. His website is yields4u.com. And Label, hello and welcome. You've got me intrigued, and I hope our audience is too, about this new investment strategy. Hey, how are you doing today? Unbelievable. So for our listeners and for Freddie Bell, too, who don't know already, can you describe for us what an annuity is? And we'll level set there and go from that point. An annuity, um, the 30-second version of what an annuity is, is a, it's a contract with a life insurance company where you give them money and they will give you a 100 pages that somehow has a benefit in it. <laughs> um, they The benefits will range and they vary and they're different from you know life insurance company to life insurance company. But the basic premise is one of two things. It's either... They're going to give you a fixed rate of return, or they're going um, or they're going to give you some kind of, you know, they're going to give you some kind of limited return with protection. Um, the the final one and really the one that they're, you know, most known for is giving you a paycheck for life. They will you give them a sum of money, and in exchange, they will they will give you a fixed dollar amount for the rest of your life and ensure that whether or not your initial sum runs out, right, that you will always have that check for as long as you live and potentially as long as your spouse lives. Well, that's a primer. It almost sounds like life insurance label. Um, well, it's life insurance is really for when you die um, or for after, you know, someone dies. Um, there are as life insurance that you can tap while you're still alive. Annuities are designed for, for before death. They're not really designed for after death. So are you saying that there is a way to get all of that without buying an annuity as well? There, there are ways to get a lot of the benefits of annuities. 
without without purchasing an annuity. And I want to I want to clarify, right? So the of the three benefits that I described, right? The you know being able to get a fixed rate of return without without worrying about losing your principal that is available in lots of different forms right we know bank cds um that's you know to name one there's lots of other investments that have become popular over the last few years things like structure notes which basically act very similar to a bank cd um where you've got principal protection but your interest rate that you get is not tied to like just an arbitrary number that the bank decides or the insurance company decides it can be tied to something like the federal reserve's uh, interest rate or it can be tied to some you know uh index return number right so there's lots of different you know uh cool and interesting ways that you can get interest or get paid interest based on things uh, so that's number one, right? So there are lots of other possibilities outside of life insurance companies. But this is a recent thing, right? Like, you know, if you came to me 10 years ago and you asked for something that provided, you know, better returns than a bank CD and had principal protection, the only option really was uh, an annuity. That, that was the only thing on the market that could fit that bill. Now there's lots of other things. Um, the caveat being that they're not usually purchasable. A regular investor can't purchase most of these. You have to go through an institutional relationship in order to access them, whether that's, uh, you know, a broker dealer or a, a financial advisor. Generally, you can't walk into your bank and say, Hey, I want to pur purchase one of these things. Um, number two, the second thing that I said was market participation with guaranteed protections. Um, so generally, you know, the big selling point of annuities was you can get, you know, you know, 50%, 70%, 80%, 100% of market returns. But if the market went down, they, you would be at zero, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't lose your money, but you wouldn't gain anything. Um, and first thing I would like to say is that that's generally, uh, a misnomer. Um, and that's because if anyone, anyone who's purchased a life insurance or an annuity policy that knows there's several different numbers they give you for what your value is. And so while yes, your monopoly money values, your cash value, surrender value, not your surrender value, but the, the value that they say of your, you know, contract value that will increase in value or that won't go down below zero. The amount of money that if you actually tell them, Hey, I want my money back that goes down because that's you know you've got things like administration and mortality charges you got all kinds of charges that you're going to incur whether or not you're getting you know performance um so while you're not getting market losses you are certainly losing money uh there's certainly ways to lose money even that, uh, with the protections so i don't want you to be think that oh well, I'm getting, you know, the downside protection, so therefore I'm covered. No, you're you're still losing money. And when the market goes up, you're still not making the full money of the market. And there's lots of ways that they get you in terms of, you know, capping your returns and they cap the returns. You don't get dividends. Dividends make up, you know, 40% uh, of the market's returns or dividends. You're, so you're not getting any of that. Oftentimes they take a spread. So you're, you're still basically, the, you know, it's an advisory fee for by another name. Um, and then on top of that, they'll also have all kinds of other strategies uh, to take money out of you. So you're getting returns, but 
how much of it you get to keep is a different story, right? Um, in terms of getting investments that have downside protection, there are a whole universe, again, of investments that have downside protection built into them. And there it used to be, again, you came to me 10 years ago and you said, I want something that has, you know, 50% of the market's upside with none of the downside. I would have told you that's not something I can give you. But you come to me today and I'm like, okay, tell me exactly how much of the market's downside you're okay with or how much of the upside you want. And I can find you a product that does that. And literally, I can dial it in anywhere from, you know, zero downside protection all the way to 100% downside protection, meaning that if the market goes down, you will not get any of the losses. But if the market goes up, you will get some of the upside or all of the upside, but it can be capped or it can be, you know, again, excluding dividends. And there's all kinds of, you know, levers and options, but there are possibilities. There's a lot more possibilities on the open market than there are available through the annuity companies. Um, so for if you're just looking for a safe type of investment, I I can give you a whole catalog to choose from. <laughs> now, if you're looking for a check for life, they will never that as long as you're alive, you're going to get the fixed the same dollar amount no matter what. That I can't give you, right? That's the one thing that annuity companies can give you, that life insurance companies can give you that no one else can do. And the reason why they're, they're able to do that is because they're taking a bet, right? If they if your money runs out or in aggregate, all the people who give them money for this, you know, they're betting that they're going to have more money coming in than going out. And there's a certain element of risk that they're taking on. And in exchange, you're giving up a whole lot of potential, right? You're giving up that you're giving up the you're you're assuming that you're taking on the risk that you die sooner than your money would last, right? Which most people do. So, you know, that's how the insurance companies make their money. Uh, you're taking on the risk that your money could grow more than than it would uh, they you would you're you're giving up the the upside potential of your money. Uh, you're also giving up the inflation adjustment of your money. Uh, annuity companies used to give great uh, cost of living adjustments on these annuities. So, you know, it would increase with inflation. But now, you know, 10, 15 years into that contract and your money, the money that you're getting, that $1,500 of three, four, five thousand $5,000 that you were getting that was supplementing your social security and was making ends meet is no longer going as far because of inflation. And that is, to me, one of the biggest drawbacks of annuities these days is that they don't have the same type of inflation adjustments that they used to have. And it's really on you to, to inflation adjust your money. And so in doing that means that you can't ever give all your money to an insurance company. You got to have some set aside to be able to, you know, um, make up for that difference. So this has really got to be expensive, right? Annuities, um, what or the annuity alternatives? The alternatives. So the alternatives uh, can be sold in one of two ways. Um, they can either be sold uh, on commission through a brokerage firm, in which case their fee comes out upfront, um, and that would be like no different than purchasing a mutual fund. So I think you know, like it can be up to you know five or six percent upfront for that. Um, and that could be expensive, right? So that, but that would be between you and your broker, uh, who's selling it to you on the flip side. If you got it from somebody like me, who's a fiduciary we're fee only, which means 
that we don't uh, get paid commissions on anything. And the only thing that you're really paying is the advisory fee. Um, generally, like the ones that we purchase or any of the fees that are associated with making the contract come into existence are all baked into the contract itself. So that, you know, because it's, you know, the banks have to go buy, you know, different instruments in order to get these upsides and downside protections. Um, and so they take care of all of that. And that's part of the reason why there's, you know, a cap on the upside or there's they don't give you 100 percent protection. It's be, not because they can't give you 100 percent protection, but because the difference between 90 percent protection and 100 percent protection may be astronomical in cost. And it's like for that 10 percent, is it really worth paying, you know, an extra 10 percent in fees or an extra, you know, 50 percent in fees? Uh, and generally the answer is no. Right. Um, because, you know, for for a real outlier possibility, it's not worth it. And if I mean, let's be honest, if the, if the stock market goes down by 100 percent, we got much bigger problems than the fact that uh, you overpaid. Uh, you you didn't have enough protection on your investments. Because uh, the banks aren't going to be open. <laughs> exactly. So, so why aren't insurance companies selling these products, Label? So the insurance companies are selling these products because, because there's a way to make money. Um, and not only that, but because there's they're able they they carved out for themselves this niche of being able to provide that protection to people of that guarantee that there's no downside. Right. Um, so. Being able to do that, whether they actually deliver on it, on it or not, the fact is, is that they're able to say that. And when you look in your account, they're able to show that, right? Where any of these other investments that I've talked about, because you have full transparency into it, because you can buy and sell these, generally speaking, at any point, there's someone who's willing to buy this contract from you. Because of that, there is a daily price to it and the price fluctuates, which means that it's a different experience for investors. It's not necessarily something they want. And, you know, uh, it just it, it behaves differently. So from the insurance companies, they're able to do it. They were the first ones doing it, you know, going back, you know, 200 years now. Um, they've been able to offer this. They were able to offer people something that didn't exist. It's only recently that alternatives have started to become possible and not only possible, but that they're that they seriously compete with the insurance business so much so to the point that the insurance companies are now entering this marketplace, offering their own versions of these products. Right mm -hmm. now, the insurance company version of these products, generally speaking, comes with a lot of strings attached. It has a lot more fees baked in and it doesn't behave quite the way that you wouldn't want it to behave. Um, but it just it really demonstrates the fact that the that the fact that this is accessible to even a segment of the marketplace is putting enormous pressures on them and that they see the writing on the walls that the fixed annuities or the annuities period, the products that they've been offering for the last 50 years that they're not going to be able to keep offering them. And by the way, you know, just between us, this is why I think you have a sudden rise of these insurance agents who are on social media and who are advertising things that nobody, that legally they're not allowed to say. That's number one. But number two, the, no product in the world gives 
I think the insurance companies are kind of turning a blind eye because it's the last hurrah to gather assets and they'll deal with the lawsuits later. Um, I mean, obviously, they're not going to say yes to that, that that's what's happening. But there's no way that they're not aware that these agents out there who are producing millions for them a, a month in business, tens of millions, um, aren't advertising these products in a very misleading way. All right. He's Label Sternbach. We look forward to hearing from you again next week. Label's website is yields for you. That's yields for you.com. Yields, the number four, the letter U.com. I'm Freddie Bell, and more new beginnings is straight ahead. It's National Play Outside Day. So no matter what month it is, everyone put down your electronic devices and let's get outside. All year long, we are given numerous opportunities to get outside and play, but sometimes life, responsibilities, and distractions keep us from spending time in the fresh air as we should. National Play Outside Day is a reminder to stretch our legs and to spend some energy in the great outdoors. Why is playing outside so good for us? Besides getting us off the sofa and away from the desk, it also gives us an opportunity to explore our neighborhoods. While it's impossible to list all the benefits of outdoor play, I've got a few to share with you. Number one, playing outdoors is a freeing activity. It frees us from routines, enclosed spaces, and frames of mind. The outdoor fills us with energy. Whether it's the fresh air, sunshine, or physical activity, we perk up and become motivated to accomplish things. It also clears the cobwebs from our brains. We sometimes get stuck on a topic, don't we? Project or issue and are unable to resolve it. A change of scene often brings clarity we didn't have before. Number four, outdoor play provides terrific physical activity for our bodies. Our hearts pump fresh oxygen to our limbs and brains. We experience new sights and sounds when we get outside. Children get to experience the world around them. Number six, as a social activity, playing outside encourages positive interactions. And number seven, when you play outside every month, it becomes habit-forming. And this is one good habit to have. And finally, it stimulates the imagination. Playing outdoors almost has no boundaries. Your yard can be a kingdom or the playground can be a mountain to scale. I've only scratched the surface of the benefits of outdoor play. There's so many more. So be sure to get outside with the family and play more often. I'm Freddie Bell. This is New Beginnings, and we've got more to come. Stay with us. And now, our supporting partner, AARP in the Twin Cities. Hi, everyone. I'm Freddie Bell. What a lively discussion we're having this weekend. And now you can join in it because Kathy McClear from AARP Minnesota, the state director, is here with us. And you've got some information about age-friendly communities. And it seems as if AARP is taking the lead and uh, helping our communities to be more livable. How's that unfolding? Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Freddie, first of all. And, you know, it's no secret that our demographics are changing. Our population is changing. And our population in Minnesota, um, 65 and older, is now a bigger portion of our population than our school age children. Um, and we feel it is just so important to help make our state and our communities better prepared for um, those shifting uh, demographics, but also um, we know that when you make a community stronger and better for someone who is over 60 or over 70 or over 80, those changes are just as good for those who are younger than 10 or 5. 
Mm. So what is a livable community, Kathy? So we really believe that communities should um, provide safe, walkable streets. Uh, We believe that um, we need some age-friendly housing. So housing that is affordable, accessible, and appropriate for all ages. Um, Good transportation options. Um, We know that, especially in many rural places in Minnesota, um, it is, you know, people may live a long distance from either their doctor or their pharmacy. And so making sure that people can access those services. Um, it's really important. And then also providing opportunities for resident, residents of all ages to participate in community life. So thinking about, you know, if you need to put in a stoplight in your neighborhood, making sure that older individuals are part of that conversation so that it's not just a stoplight, but the stoplight leaves enough time for someone who may be using a walker or a wheelchair to get across the street safely. Um, and so even public pa- public uh, public spaces and parks and uh you know, making those opportunities available for all ages is just really important. You've included a lot of people from our community in this Livable Communities uh, Committee, I'll call it. And what kind of work are they doing and how are they impacting how we live? Yeah, so it is truly a network. Um, We call it the Network of uh, Age-Friendly States and Communities. So the state of Minnesota is a member of the Age-Friendly Network, uh, Age-Friendly Network of States, (laughs) <laughs> the network of age-friendly states and communities. That's a mouthful. It is. Um, and really it helps uh, local leaders understand the needs of their community and understand the needs of older uh, residents in their community to address some of those uh, that changing population. Um, but we also, in addition to the state of Minnesota, we have 21 communities across the state who have enrolled uh, as members of this um, age-friendly network who have really committed to making those changes to make their communities stronger and more livable for people of all ages. And about 30% of Minnesota's residents live in within those 21 member communities. And so we're really proud of this work and we're really proud of uh, the efforts that communities are making uh, to, to make their, their communities stronger. How can we, if we're not a part of this committee, how can your members, how can people who are listening to this program uh, have input and get more information about livable communities? Absolutely. So if people want to learn more, they can visit aarp.org forward slash MN age friendly. And we do offer um, grants. So come April, we'll be uh, opening up that opportunity for people to apply for grants to do those um, quick action projects um, that, that they might have a passion for that they think can make their community a better place to live for all. All right. What is that website once again? aarp.org forward slash friendly. All right. She's Kathy McClear, AARP Minnesota State Director, and you're listening to New Beginnings. I'm wondering, Mike Marcotte, if you take along cookies with you when you go out to look at the holiday lights. You know, Freddie, I really should take some snacks with me. I really need to pack uh, more deliberately next time I go out. (laughs) Everybody, we're talking with our good friend, Mike Marcotte. He is the source behind the 2023 Minnesota Holiday Lights Guide that features nearly 100 displays. Is that right? 100 different displays? You know what? It's been updated. I did some work over the weekend, Freddie, and I'm at nearly 125 displays now. Holy smokes. Now, yeah. this is everywhere from north 
in the state, the south in the state. What's your favorite so far? Oh, my gosh. Well, there's clusters of communities. So there's a community uh, cluster in Invergrove Heights that I love. All of the displays in Invergrove Heights are really awesome. There's a lot of uh, uh, clusters happening up in Hugo right now, too, which are really fun to see. There's uh, also a cluster uh, in Coon Rapids. So shout out to everyone this morning in Coon Rapids. Uh, There's a lot of lights uh, over in uh, the Northwest Metro. Everybody, we're talking with Mike Marcotte. He's uh, not only the source behind the guy, but he is a television producer, on-air personality, and he's giving you a chance to find all these different displays in a free holiday guide. How can we get the guide? Yeah, so it's on GiveMeTheMike.com, Mike, M-I-K-E. So you just go to my website, GiveMeTheMike.com, and you just scroll down just a little bit, and I have all sorts of holiday lights information on my website. The best part, Freddie, about my lights guide is, like you said, completely free to use, but there's also an interactive map. So you can go on my website. It's mobile-friendly, too, so you can get to it on your phone, and then you can track how you want to spend your evening looking at holiday lights. It's not only these big displays, that you've heard about on the TV and the radio, like Sam's Christmas Village, Miracle at Big Rack, Glow Festival at CHS Field, but these residential displays all around the Twin Cities. So you can plot in your home address on Google Maps, and then it will take you around to wherever you want to go. So it makes it super easy to use. Man, so is there a strategy? I know I'm thinking of the one that was in Somerset, I believe that was the city last year. Yeah. Is there a strategy to getting in and out of these displays? Oh, my gosh, is there ever? Yes, you got to plan in advance for your trip. So especially if if you have littles, if you're taking the kids or the grandkids out to an event like Sam's Christmas Village, they have 12 million lights. You're going to be out there for hours looking at all those lights. And actually, I'm glad you brought up Sam's because in about an hour on my Facebook page, I have a whole insider guide uh, going up about going to Sam's Christmas Village and light tour. Uh, I was just out there on Friday night. Um, and if you go out to Sam's, it's amazing. you got to go and check out all the lights. They have a 53-foot-tall Santa Claus that's all lit up and a 55-foot-tall Christmas tree that's all lit up. Uh, but you got to go. You, if you're bringing the littles who don't want to walk the whole way around out there, you got to bring a wagon. You got, or if it ends up snowing out there, you got to bring a sled, um, and you got to pull them because... Otherwise, they're going to get tired and you're going to be carrying those little kiddos. Uh, It's not going to be fun for you and it's not going to be fun for them. Um, you got to put them in snow pants no matter if you think it's 50 degrees and warm. It's going to get cold out there. You're in the middle of Wisconsin. So uh, there's going to be a guide going up on my Facebook page. And I have all of that information also on my website, GiveMeTheMike.com. Wow. What about neighborhoods? I know that when I... I live uh, near Woodbury, and I go down, I think it's Valley Creek uh, or Woodbury Mm -hmm. Drive, I can't think, but it's like back in the woods, there are these big neighborhoods, and they have all these lights. Do you have those kind of listings too, Mike? Oh, I sure do, yeah. So there's actually a few in Woodbury. Um, so you got to go on my website and check these out. So Holiday Lights of Woodbury is one of them. They have 20,000 lights. Um, that's open seven days a week through New Year's Day. And the nice part about my guide is that it lists the hours, it lists um, the address, 
Um, and like I said, on Google Maps, you can go and check it out, and it gives you directions right from your location to that house so you don't have to drive around the neighborhood to go <laughs> figure it out. And then it shows you the other displays nearby. So that's the beautiful part is that um, you can go right from house to house and you don't have to just wander through neighborhoods. But we have Woodbury and um, Cottage Grove nearby. If you're on the east side of town, Woodbury, Cottage Grove, Invergrove Heights would make a fantastic little drive around to go look at a bunch of different light displays. What about those who live in Minneapolis who are looking for the lights as well? Yeah, so there's a really cool one um, in South Minneapolis. It's just north of Armitage. Um, his name is Hayden, and Hayden does a really cool light display. He's been doing this for a few years. He's got about 10,000 lights. His light display is up through New Year's Day. It's open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. He's, like, between Fulton and Armitage, just south of Lake Harriet. Um, and uh, Hayden is uh, just finishing high school, I believe, uh, and he's got a really cool display, and that information is on um, give me the mic.com. There's also a really cool display that's um, in Crystal, um, just west of Highway 100. Um, the Crystal Light Show has 10,000 lights. That goes through New Year's Eve. That's a lot of lights. You know, I mm-hmm. talk to a lot of different people, governors, uh, princes, kings, uh, folks who are singers and actors. I have never spoken with a person until I met you, Mike who uh, talks about light displays. How did you get into this? <laughs> yeah, so I, about, what, seven, eight years ago, uh, the holiday lights at Lake Phelan ended in St. Paul, and I was super bummed about it. That was the light show that I went to as a kid. Loved that display. My mom would take me every year. We'd bundle up, go into the car, and drive down to Lake Phelan. And they ended that show. It was a volunteer-driven show. And uh, we needed a place to go. Um, And I just took it on me to figure out where do I go see holiday lights. Um, And the newspapers used to publish all of these light displays. And they stopped doing that, too. So Mm. I was like, well, uh, all these homeowners and all these places are doing a lot of work to put these light shows together. A lot of these are synced to music. Yeah. And you drive up to the house and you turn your car's radio to, you know, 91, whatever, and you listen to the music sync to these lights. And they put months of work into these displays. So I want to make sure that they get the credit where it's uh, due um, and uh, they can show off their displays to the state of Minnesota. What a wonderful gift to the, uh, to the communities, to the state, to have this holiday guide. Give us the website one more time, Mike, before we have to say goodbye. Absolutely. It's give me the mic, M-I-K-E dot com. All right. Is there a final thought or something you'd like to share with our audience before we step away? Well, if uh, people want to list their display, if they have lights at their house, they can go online. They can list it for free. So I'm looking for more people who have light displays or if you know someone in your neighborhood who has a light display, they can go on my website and just uh, fill out a quick form. All right. Mike Marcotta, can't thank you enough for stopping by, man. Of course, Freddie. Happy holidays. Same to you. Thank you for listening to New Beginnings, and it happened this week on this day in 1901. The War Department authorized the creation of the Army War College in Leavenworth, Kansas. The facility was established to train commission officers. In 1910, New York, Pennsylvania Station opened as the world's largest railway terminal. In 1934, noted gangster Babyface Nelson was shot and killed by FBI agents. He was 25 years old. In 1955, the Guinness Book of World Records was published for the very first time. In the year 2000, actress Ann Barton died on this date after a bout with cancer. She was 76. Barton was best known for her role as Eddie Haskell's mother on television's 
Leave it to Beaver. In 2007, Sean Taylor of the NFL Washington Redskins died one day after he was shot in his home in South Florida during an apparent home invasion robbery attempt. He was just 24 years old. And in 2009, golf superstar Tiger Woods was taken to the hospital following a single car accident near his home in Florida. Woods was treated at a local hospital and released later that same day. It happened this week. And I'm Freddie Bell. As New Beginnings continues, we now take you to the spirituality portion of our program, where we introduce the senior minister of Unity South Twin Cities, the Reverend James Stacy. We now join Reverend Stacy with a program already in progress. popular author Marianne Williamson said in her first and most famous book, A Return to Love, that God, the divine, speaks to us in a way we can hear. That's comforting. God gets our attention uniquely. For some of us, it's on Sunday morning in a beautiful worship service with wonderful music and focused prayer that some of us grasp that idea of the Christ incarnation, Christ within. Others explore this world of wonders in many ways the arts, exploring nature. And there, they really get it. They get that idea. Others reach a hand out to the world, encouraging the disheartened, feeding the hungry, visiting those that are in some form of bondage, mental or imprisoned. They reach out and serve another, lifting another up, and that's how they get the idea. I tried to convey last week in the Easter lesson this idea of service ministering, helping another. For those of us that have most of our life needs met, we're relatively comfortable. Some are extremely comfortable and blessed with many things. People that live in abundance, if you think about it, they only get this idea They only find this joy through reaching out and helping those who don't have as much. Think about it. Their prayers, their desires, their dreams, their goals have been met. Where are they going to find joy? But in helping others discover the goodness of God. 
And for those of us that have limitations or lack in our life, our joy comes when someone comes to help us, to lift us up, to encourage us, a teacher, an aid, someone that helps you, and then you get it. This grand idea. I must be worth something. Carol came to my aid. Gerald thought I was worthy of help, of a little boost. As Marianne Williamson said, God speaks to us in a way that we can hear uniquely, our way. Rohr goes on to describe this incarnational world view. The divine, the Christ is permeating all. He describes it as an idea in which matter and spirit are understood to have never been separated. Rudolf Steiner said it very simply and briefly, which is kind of unusual for Rudolf Steiner. And he said, there is never matter, this material stuff, there is never matter that is not filled with spirit. And there is never spirit in isolation that is not expressing somehow in matter. Many of us have believed God up there, we're alone down here. The Christ idea, it's all one. It's all one. Our part is to understand that. In the church, we would say it is our job to hold the faith. To believe in the unlimited possibilities. That good will express in each and every situation This view relies more, listen, on awakening than joining some spiritual community. It relies more on awakening than joining. More on seeing than obeying. More on growth in consciousness and love than on clergy, experts, morality, scriptures, or rituals. The code word that Rohr chooses for this worldview, this perspective on life, is simply Christ. And in our tradition, it is 
you know, Christ within. So I invite you this week, we'll begin in a moment of silence, but play with this preposition and this proposition. Play with this idea of divinity, of God's presence, of the risen one, of the anointed, of the power, of the good. Is it located within you? Or is it your proposition, your perspective, your world view, how you see others, how you see this world, how you see the possibilities, how you see the path before you? It is a world of wonders. So let's take a moment and turn within. I'm going to speak a very old form of this idea. It inspired our prayer for protection that we speak every Sunday and hopefully more often than that. It was taken from the 5th century prayer attributed to St. Patrick. St. Patrick's breastplate is protection. And I'll speak it in part. I invite you to close your eyes and let this go to the very center, the very withinness of your being. Be Christ this day my strong protector against poison and wounding. Through reward, wide and plenty. Christ beside me. Christ before me. Christ behind me. Christ within me. Christ beneath me. Christ above me. Christ to the right of me, Christ to the left of me. Christ is in my lying, my sitting, my rising. Christ is heart of all who know me. Christ on tongue of all who meet me. Christ in eye of all who see me. Christ in ear of all who hear me. You just heard a message coming from the Reverend James Stacy, the Senior Minister of Unity South in the Twin Cities. More information is found at their website at unitysouth.org. Here are today's words of the wise, singing is good for the soul. These words celebrate the therapeutic and uplifting power of music. Singing, whether alone or in the shower with a group of people, can bring joy, express emotions, and soothe the soul. It can be a form of self-expression that transcends language and connects people on a deep emotional level. Singing can also reduce stress, boost mood, and provide a sense of inner peace. So, Don't hesitate to let your voice be heard today as it's a beautiful way to nourish and nurture your soul. Today's words to the wise, singing is good for the soul, taken from my book entitled Words to the Wise.
That's our show, and thanks to our special guests for stopping by and sharing information that we hope can change lives. If you missed any of today's show, you can subscribe to our podcast or just Google Freddie Bell or stop by my website of the same name. Thanks for listening, and remember that each day is a chance for a new beginning. See you next week. 